Welcome to the Strategy Mob Podcast, powered by Vigimus. Tune in for everything you need to know to stay in the know regarding the automotive industry. Here's your host, Jason Harris. Hey, what's going on, Podcast Nation? It is Jason Harris here. Hey, thanks for joining us on an episode of Strategy Mob. Today, I have two very special guests today. I have Mr. Jeff Hunter from way up north. Hey, Jeff, is it snowing right now where you are? Uh, it was a little bit bad. It's actually been raining, believe it or not. So, wonderful. Jeff, thanks for taking the time to jam with us. And also, I have uh, Tyler Champagne. Tyler, thank you for taking the time to also jam with us. Um, hey, guys, real quick, before we kind of get started here, I'd like to get just a uh, kind of a origin story for the two of you guys so everyone else that's listening, watching, kind of knows who you are and how you got started in the business. Uh, Tyler, we'll go ahead and start with you if that's cool. Yeah, perfect. So uh, my origin of the business, I uh, was actually as a, a car jockey, like a lot of people um, did start in the business. Um, did that for a couple of summer jobs while I was in school. Um, I was actually at Brock for sports management for a couple of years. Uh, decided that wasn't necessarily for me, felt like uh, too much business related type of stuff. So I uh, actually went to Toronto to uh, for the Humber Comedy Writing and Performance Program. Um, to my mother's chagrin um, and uh, you know she said you know this is I guess this is what you want to do it makes you happy um, I think you should did that for two years um, graduated and um, you know my background and that was was stand-up comedy and, and writing um, you know sketches and SNL type of stuff um, and I uh, uh, did that again like I said for two years um, wasn't you know getting paid in ginger ale and chicken wings in the basement of a bar doesn't exactly pay rent. So I, uh, I, I needed something a little more practical and my mom suggested, you know, uh, you know, you've always liked cars and you like talking to people. Uh, why don't you, uh, go into sales? So I applied uh, for a sales position. Um, and that was in the summer of 2014. And I've been in Toronto at, uh, I had a great, uh, Chevy dealership since then. That's awesome, Tyler. And thank you for taking the time to jam with us today. I know yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Now, um, the next gentleman I have here, Mr. Jeff Hunter, is totally accustomed to being in front of a camera. Except today, boy, did he have a hard time getting his camera set up. We're going to give him a for that, <laughs> yeah. right, Jeff? Rookie. Hey, Jeff, for everyone out there listening, watching, can you give us that origin story that is Jeff Hunter? Yeah. Um, well, I've kind of been around retail my whole life. My father owned a power, Yamaha Power Sports dealership as I was growing up, you know, worked my way up through there, cleaning the halls of boats and bathrooms and all that kind of stuff. But uh, I was always kind of around the counter. So I'd always seen the retail side of things. And I, I obviously enjoyed that. I enjoyed wheels and motors, all that kind of stuff. Went away and pretended to do university for a few years. And then like Tyler, wasn't really my, wasn't my thing. And uh, so came back home, uh, started to do the business for a while. Some things went down and, and it was retirement age for my dad. And then I decided to get over to do something else. And so I went to the automotive industry and uh, a local dealer here in town, um, happened to know the dealer principal through family. And uh, <clears throat> I've been trying to get in there. And it was one of those dealerships where up in the north, uh, there's not a lot of turnover up here, believe it or not, like in a lot of our dealerships, or at least there wasn't. So you had to have to wait for somebody to retire or die basically to get into this place. So I did a little bit of uh, electrical sales, if you can believe that or not, which was not the most fun thing to do, but it was still sales. And then uh, eventually got over into the, um, the automotive side at Pro Chevrolet here in Sault Ste. Marie. And that's where I've been for the last uh, seven years this month, actually. So, Wow, seven years, man. Boy, does uh, yeah. time fly by or what? Oh, 100%. 
Hey guys, now look, um, there's a lot going on right now. <laughs> Boy, is our oh really? What really? What? Is there something going on? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> my uh, my news channel's broken. Can you guys update me quickly? Just go on. I wonder what would happen if I actually just like threw this thing away and just like stopped listening to like the news altogether. Um, you know what I think it is? Is we could talk a lot about what's going on right now, but instead, what I'd actually like to kind of talk about is I think from your guys' opinion of what happens when we get back to what I call the new normal. And I'd like to hear what your guys' thoughts are on what you think that new normal is actually going to look like. I mean, I think the bottom line is, is that, you know, how we sell cars moving forward, how we service cars moving forward, and how we sell parts moving forward, that's going to change. And I think that we'll probably go in a couple of different changes. But, you know, I know that at some point in time in the next two weeks or the next two months, who knows, but there's going to be this kind of new level of normalcy. And I'm curious to hear what your guys' thoughts are on how that's going to look like for your dealership. Uh, Tyler, I'm going to go ahead and start with you on that one, if that's cool. Well, I think what we're seeing right now is, you know, something that a lot of the dealers that are ahead of the curve have been pushing um, for a long time. And that's, you know, trying to be as remote as you can, um, you know, sending videos to customers and having as little in dealership um, interaction as, as possible. Um, I think, you know, as you said, the new normal, when we go back, I think it's a lot of that stuff is going to stay, you know, even in my, um, like I said, I started in sales and in the business in the summer of 2014. By the fall of 2015, the amount of people that actually went on a test drive in a vehicle went from 70 to probably 20% um, just in that short time. So, I mean, I think this is, again, you're seeing which dealerships and which businesses um, have remote capabilities um, and are the ones that are going to be ahead of the curve and, and you know, not uh, blockbuster themselves, if you will. I love the fact that you use blockbuster in that because, you know, I, for the last 70 some odd years, we really haven't changed the way that we've done business. And now we don't have a, a choice. Like we are fundamentally going to have to change or we will end up like Blockbuster. Uh, perfect analogy. Hey, uh, Jeff, let's, let's go ahead and same question to you, sir. How do you see that first stage of normalcy look like for what you do and for your dealership? Well, I think it's it's going to go back to like how you and I were always talking about that push the red button, right? I mean, uh, videos are now being kind of forced on dealers. And I, and I think that that's actually a good thing to sales managers like Tyler, where your, your your sales force is now like kind of being forced to do it. I mean, we you know, so many people were, yeah, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. And they never do. But I think now with the fact that you have to kind of interact with people, there's a lot of people aren't going to want to come in. And for who knows how long that's going to be, even once we start getting back to some bit of normalcy where we're actually all back and you know on a fully functioning dealership there's some people aren't going to want to come for a while so you know something i've been wanting to do for a long time is um live uh, live videos you know live meetings with with customers i've been wanting to do that for a while and unfortunately like everything else in the automotive industry everything is such slow moving you know the ideas are there and everybody likes it but nobody wants to help you implement it right and, and i think that now dealers hopefully will be much more progressive and helping the, the sales people um, that the salesman that realizes is necessary to, to move those things forward. I mean, this is, again, I, I'm sure I've said this before, but like the automotive industry for being so big is so far behind the times on so many things. And I just honestly hope and think this is going to catapult us forward in a number of different areas, especially, like I say, from a video format and um, all that kind of stuff. So, 
Well, look, it's going to be one or the other, right? Either, either we are going to move forward and we're going to have to move forward quickly, you know, with as far as what a new sales process looks like. Um, but I also think the customer's expectation is going to change. You know, I, I, as an industry, we've always said that the customer's, you know, expectation is here and our goal is to uh, actually exceed their expectation. But I feel like coming out of this and getting into this next stage of normalness, all right, that the expectation as far as communication goes is going to be a whole nother level that as an industry, we've just never dealt with. And, and I'm curious because both of you guys um, are, are in the sales side of the business, all right? How do you guys feel or what do you guys thoughts are on what's going to be required for us to communicate to customers that are coming back into the dealership or a hybrid. I'm not even quite sure what it's going to look like in the next two weeks or two months. Tyler, I'll, I'll start with you as far as, again, what, what do you think a customer's expectation is going to be as far as what we communicate them and what those community, what those expectations they're going to have of us as individuals? I mean, I think that they're going to expect that everything can be done online and remotely. You know, I think they're going to expect that the only time they come into the dealership or even not at all is to pick their car up. I mean, you know, I think that people are going to expect, you know, the, the Amazon model of, of uh, you know, you can order whatever you want on your phone at, you know, 1137 p.m. And at 8 a.m. it's on your front doorstep. You know, I mean, there's obviously, you know, specific automotive issues with, you know, cleaning a vehicle, locating and licensing and stuff. But I think that model is going to be the expectation, you know, FaceTiming customers, um, I think will, will be a, a norm. I mean, I don't know any of my guys who do that right now. Um, but I think it will be the normal, you, you know, you build that relationship is always part of the sales process. And it's a little bit difficult to do over text message. It feels a little informal, but I even think that texting is going to be, um, 100% the new norm, uh, moving forward. It's going to be, I, I agree with you. I actually think, I think what we're going to see is actually, it's going to be the, the bare bones minimum expectation. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, and, you know, FaceTiming and, and video chats and that mm -hmm. type of thing that's, you know, um, live, you know, I mean, Jeff obviously is probably the master of, of doing product videos on, uh, on vehicles. Sometimes I'm driving a truck for six months and he puts out a video and I go, fuck, I didn't even know the truck had that option, but, um, <laughs> which is great. And then again, you know, it, the live version of that is going to be FaceTiming people around the, a car in the showroom, doing a, a showroom walk around on yeah. FaceTime with a customer is going to be a hundred percent the, uh, um, the normal, I think. I think so. Uh, Jeff, do you have anything to add to that as far as uh, what do you think the customer's new expectations are going to be coming out of this whole COVID-19 stuff? Well, I think you just said it. it's, it's new expectations because what I, what I think I'm finding is we've always had this capability to, to do some of the things we've been doing. We just haven't. So I think the, people are like, oh, you, we could do that now? Like you, you can deliver the car to our house. You can like why weren't you doing this before when I bought my $70,000, you know, whatever it was, GMC Denali truck. Like, I, I think really that's what it's going to be. It's more just like the customer going, oh, oh, they can do that. Like, you know what I mean? The car dealerships aren't that archaic, but they, they can do some of this stuff, right? So I think it's just more the knowledge of customers seeing these steps that we can do that are extra steps. But are they really, though, when you figure that, you know, you can do a lot of, th a lot of things without them even being there to, to finalize that? But again, I just think it's the whole... Uh, the customer just realizing, oh, I didn't realize they could do this or do that or deliver the vehicle to me or do a video so I don't have to come in because I have to work and whatever else it may be, right? So 
Well, Jeff, I think that's actually a really good point. I mean, the tools that we're talking about here are not new. I mean, we, we, we've had this ability to text customers, to send videos to customers, to live stream with customers for years. And we, but we've had, we've been struggling to get our sales team just to execute on the bare bones minimum sales process that doesn't include these other pieces of technology. Now within one week, all right, or you know, when we're back at it, we're gonna expect them to now not only execute what they probably were kind of executing before we started, but now execute a whole new level of communications with new technologies. I mean, I'm confident the two of you guys are going to adapt to this, but what are your thoughts are on kind of the, the general, you know, body of salespeople out there? How do you think they're going to adopt to this? Jeff, you can go first on that. I think it's going to weed some people out. <laughs> I, that's, yeah, I mean, I'm just so. being honest with you. I, I, I just think it's going to weed some people out who've been, who've been uh, putting their foot down and not, not doing what they know that they should probably do or, you know, what we should be doing. So I, I just honestly think it's going to weed some people out and there's going to be a new crop of people. I, I don't know how much more to put in that. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, you know, I think every, I've only worked at, you know, one dealership and then we had a merger with, with two others um, a few years back, but I think every dealership's in the same type of boat where there's, you know, depending on the size of the store, there's probably between one and three guys that are, you know, in their seventies, they've been there since the dirt was, you didn't yeah, have a building true. on it type of thing. They, you know, they were the one who put the first shovel on the ground type of type of guy. Um, and they're the same guys who have, you know, 14,000 unread emails, um, in their, <laughs> you know, you send them an, an email about a sales meeting and they go, what do you, what email, you know, those people are, I, I don't understand. I don't know how they're going to, how they're going to adapt. I mean, you know, we're seeing, um, at our store, there's a lot of seniority, um, in particular, um, you know, half of our, our, our sales team has been there for 20 years plus, um, yeah, that's a, that's our point. Yep. Yeah. Our, our most, uh, I guess our newest guy, um, is, you know, on going on year six, um, younger guy it's, uh, and you know, he's definitely going to be ahead of the curve on this. Um, and some of, you know, some of the other guys sort of middle-aged are as well, but, um, you know, like my grandmother uses Facebook, she has an iPad. There's, I don't even think there's an age as an excuse at all. It's I'm just, I think it's hundred percent. <laughs> yeah. It's a refusal to adapt. I think that, you know, this is the way it is. They might be looking at, you know, retirement and going, well, you know, the old dog, new tricks thing. They go, ah, you know, I'm not going to open any of these emails and eventually I'm just going to be out of here. No, I, look, I think that's, that's very valid point is we're coming back with uh, new expectations from our customers, but we're coming back to work with the same sales team that we had before that may or may not been able to even execute on what the old expectations are. <laughs> it's, but, but with that said though, I think there's gonna be opportunity and Jeff, I think you would 100% agree with me on this. In fact, I wanna hear your thoughts on this is as a salesperson, do you not see a huge opportunity for someone who does embrace technology for when things do kind of come back to some level of normalcy that you're just gonna, I mean, you're just gonna take off or do you feel that way? Yeah, and it's funny because it's almost like I've been saying this for the last, I don't know, year and a half, two years, right? Like, get ahead of the game. Do this before other people do it. Like, because now I'm two years ahead of people that, that haven't done it, right? So I'm comfortable. I already know I'm ugly. I don't care. I'm get, it doesn't matter. I'm already in front of the camera, right? Like, so the, com the comfortability is there. The, 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 the way to do it is there. And I mean, again, I just think that if anybody has already been doing this, even for the last six months, they're going to be so much further ahead of the game than everybody else. So you're going to rock it out of there. And I think that we're going to have, 
people like myself who've done it, um, you know, maybe, maybe there's, there's, I mean, there's a lot of people that are doing it that we're not seeing. They're not on LinkedIn and blasting it everywhere. They're just doing it for their client base, right? Those are the people that are going to have a huge advantage, I think, anyways, um, in the next little while moving forward for sure. But I've been preaching it forever, so <laughs> it feels hey, like forever. Tyler, I got um, a similar question, but now more from a uh, sales manager perspective. Um, you know, you, you're gonna you're gonna come back, and there's gonna be a team that you're gonna have to work with. Um, uh, how big is your team at your dealership, by the way? Uh, I think about. 11 or 12 guys right now 11 12 guys now are there multiple yeah. sales managers uh yeah there's a gsm myself sales manager and then a used car manager as well so we run a pretty uh, a pretty lean management team yeah that is a pretty lean management team so i mean look you you, you guys are eventually going to be coming back um and there's you know you're going to have this team now that you're going to have to you're going to have to manage and you're going to have to now retrain on some of these processes um you know what does that look like for you yeah, I mean, you know, at, at our store, we've, you know, tried to be ahead of the curve, um, if you will, for for years now, you know, preaching, um, you know, reaching out to your clients, sending videos, sending, um, sending quotes and that type of stuff. I mean, you know, um, Paragon Honda is a perfect example of, um, you know, they went to a basically completely online model in Brooklyn and they put four other Honda stores in the area out of business because of it. Um, you know, they've been doing it for years and we've and, you know, in a way, tried to adapt some of their stuff, you know, um, you know, you could submit credit apps online and, and that type of thing. I can't speak for other brands, but I know that General Motors, there's an app called uh, DSA, uh, Dealer Sales Assistant, where, I mean, you can send a window sticker of a, of a car and in inventory right to a customer's cell phone number with your business card and all that stuff. Um, and this is stuff that we've been preaching in, in, in meetings and in training sessions for, for over a year now. And it's finally going to be like, a, well... <laughs> We told you almost yeah, told type you. of thing, right? Here it is. It's time now. Yeah, this yeah, this is the stuff that we've been telling you to get ahead on and get trained on so that when this, you know, obviously we didn't anticipate a, you know, global pandemic to uh, to force us into this, but we knew that this was going to happen anyways. Like Jeff mm -hmm. said, you know, the, the automotive industry is very antiquated when it comes to um, technology. It's not, this stuff isn't new. FaceTime isn't new. I mean, there's, you know, Skype back in the day. I don't know if people still use Skype, but. <laughs> Um, this stuff's been around forever. It's just that there's a, a, I don't know if it's an unwillingness or just a hesitation to adapt. No, I, I, I agree with you there. Um, no, now, now, you know, since we kind of covered as far as uh, meeting what I think the new customer's expectations are going to go, you know, as, as a brand, um, we're always looking to actually exceed those customers' expectations. So, you know, now we've kind of defined, I think, what the base of the customer's expectations is going to be. My question for the both of you, do you guys have any thoughts of, you know, moving forward, how are you going to exceed these customers' expectations now? Jeff, I'll go ahead and start with you on this one. Wow. Um, <laughs> I, I guess just being more polished and professional at, at what it is we are doing when it comes to this stuff, right? I mean, uh, I've been preaching the education education aspect of, of, of being a salesperson, and I can't tell you how many people don't know their product when they're talking about this stuff. So just knowing that, and being able to translate that into the videos or like, so when you're doing a live video with somebody, they're asking you the questions, you can immediately rhyme those things off. Right. Mm -hmm. I just think that we have to be more polished and professional at what we're doing. And again, obviously, hopefully our dealers are going to implement all of these, you know, FaceTime and, and live video and, and all that kind of stuff so that we can, we can be better than, than our competitors. Because I'm going to, I mean, as much as we're talking about this right now, we know, we know that I, at least I know 50% of those people or more aren't going to do it anyway. They're still not going to do it, I think. 
So if we can, if we can be that dealer that does it and does it better than anybody else, but the way you do it by better than anybody else is, is training. You got to train the people to do it. Um, you know, from, from how to do it and right off the bat in terms of like actually how to set up your video, how to, how to edit it after if you're doing, you know, if you're sending a video rather than it being live. Right. Uh, I think that's the only way you can differentiate. If everybody st starts slowly getting on the uh, video bandwagon, for an example, if we're going to take that would be being better at, than everybody else at it. Right. And that's coming through training and practice. That's the only way you can be able to do that. No, hundred percent. Um, Tyler, you, what, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, you know, it's, it's going to be taking all the tools we have um, access to and just using every single one of them to make everything easier for the customer. You know, when we offer to, uh, you know, uh, deliver a vehicle to someone's workplace for them to take a, an overnight test drive, um, you know, that's just one element that, you know, some dealers are doing that blows people away. Uh, and they go, well, I don't even have to come in. I don't have to even leave my office, um, that type of thing. Or, you know, delivering to the house, making everything easier. Uh, for people, you know, uh, credit apps online, um, uh, you know, they can pick the vehicle, do a live video or a walk around video before so they can pick, oh, that, that, that color does look good. Oh, I like that interior. Um, and then, you know, everything, you know, delivered to their house, you know, obviously within reason, you know, certain out of town um, deliveries are going to be uh, still, you know, have to, you know, customers have to come in. But, um, you know, every at every turn, you know, um, using the tools we have uh, to make everything easier and, and simple for the customer and, and less headaches. I'm with you. I, I think, you know, the, to exceed a customer's expectations moving forward, knowing that the expectations, the baseline of the expectations have already increased, I think a lot of that exceeding is going to come through communication. Um, and then and the other side of it is going to come from flexibility. You know, like, look, as an industry, you know, we are not known for being flexible in our process, right? You know, it's, 100%. you know, you want to buy a car, this is what you got to do. You want to service your car? This is what you got to do. Like we, we always kind of, you know, force people into a process that we've defined. And I think moving forward is exceeding someone's expectations is going to be communicating and listening to them and kind of let them take, you know, the steering wheel and kind of steer you know, how the purchase is going to go down, how the service is going to go down. You know, I think there's going to be some people that are going to want to be completely hands off and for, and for good reasons, right? There are going to be others that are going to want to have, you know, one or two, maybe, you know, personal touch points, you know, and there's some people that will still want to come directly into it and, and deal with someone face to face, you know, but I think we're going to have to be flexible, which is not something that we are typically good at doing. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You're so accurate on that. Like, it's not even funny. <laughs> like, I, I hate to say it, but it's true, right? Um, I, another question I got for you guys, and I want your thoughts on this, is um, just kind of the question of marketing right now. You know, there's some, um, you know, some of the manufacturers, I mean, are, are kind of going really quiet and not saying anything. And then other manufacturers are actually being quite bold and putting out big monster incentives, huge deferrals. I mean... I hate to say it, it's kind of crazy, but I mean, anybody, anybody I know right now that's in market for a car, I'm telling them go buy now. I mean, <laughs> I mean, the deals are the deals are going to be seriously good, and I've just never seen manufacturers put these kind of heavy incentives out out there. Um, what are your guys' kind of thoughts on how the manufacturers, from a marketing perspective, is kind of handling, I guess, this new age? Uh, Tyler, I'll go ahead and start with you. I, well, I mean, you know, that I'm sure this phrase has been said a thousand times, but this is, you know, completely unprecedented. It's never happened. 
um, in our lifetimes, everyone's having to adapt, um, you know, almost on an hourly uh, basis, you know, at least with our, you know, our dealer group here in, in Southern Ontario, it's, there's almost a memo coming out every three hours, right? Because there's some new information about this or a new restriction on that. Um, you know, I'm sure that there's going to be, uh, you know, reduction in rates um, on vehicles as well as payment deferrals, like you mentioned. Um, but I think that it's a combination of that as well as the other stuff that's going on. Like, you know, I, I know Jeff's talked about this, that, that GM is turning plants into, um, you know, producing ventilators mm-hmm. um, and that type of stuff for this. And I think that's, um, that's huge. And that's, you know, that's not only is it amazing press, it's, uh, it's incredible to help rid, you know, the world of this, uh, of this pandemic. Um, and I think, you know, that's going to be helpful. There's a lot of, there's a lot of companies that are being very quiet, um, you know, which I guess is, is one strategy, um, you know, which I don't think that that works personally. I think like, you know, Jeff and I could speak to, to the general motor side of it because we're both from, from those types of stores, but the fact that they're, um, you know, they're announcing the, the Chevy, we care and the, and the GM, we got your back. Um, type of stuff with you know well, they were, uh, they incorporating were asked to get that market hundred percent. Like, I mean, they must have had that. I was impressed. It's almost like they had that in the chamber already, and they just spun the revolver. You know. Well, I actually um, kind of wonder if they learned their lesson from the recession, and it's just kind of oh. had this like, oh crap, you know, strategy where if something yeah. happened or something switched, that they were able from a marketing perspective. Being a market, yeah, they, they had a go bag like when your wife's pregnant and they just grabbed it oh, from the front door and they were out. So yeah, <laughs> exactly. But you know, and, and it's great, they're using their own services, you know, OnStar stuff that they've had that's been ahead of the curve for 25 years now. Um, you know, you know, remote assistance so you can talk to people and, and free Wi Fi to do whatever. Um, you know, obviously, I'm more aware of what GM is doing, but uh, I think they're they're doing an incredible job so far. Um, uh, with, with this. Jeff, what are your thoughts? What a fine line to walk right now, right? Yeah, I know, between, right? Uh, I asked the tough ones. Trying to get any, and I think, again, I'm, I'm. Uh, this is the reason I'm a salesman and I'm not an executive at, at GM, but I, I basically think that right now, again, it's that fine line where you got to be somewhat quiet, not too too boisterous, not be too loud in, in, in your face, but at the same time, you want to let people know what you can do for them in, in these times, which I think GM has done an excellent job at doing. Again, I, like Tyler said, I can really only speak to, to them. I've seen a few ads on TV from some other companies, but nothing that's really been outstanding to me. Um, but I think if, if anything else, and this is something I've been thinking for a little while, is that right now, these times, I, mean, I think I would, la- I would focus, like you said, I know the deals are there, the deals are there, things like that. Focus a little less on the selling right now, because so, there's a whole lot of people who aren't, because they don't know what's going to go on with their job. They don't know what's going, they don't know what's going to be happening, just like any of us. And I think if we can just do it, like kind of what GM's doing, and just kind of, okay, if you want to do something, we're going to help you, but try and do like the goodwill things to make yourself look good as a company. Because guess what, people are going to, re- what they're going to remember is what happened now when they're ready to buy six months from now, eight months from now, a year from now, three, three weeks from now, whatever it is, they're going to remember how each and every company handled this. And I, and I see that from a local business perspective as well. You know, how each business is handling this short period, hopefully the short period of time is going to relay into like, I think big sales or not as we, yeah. as we move forward. So yeah, again, it's just, I don't know what the right way to do it is, but if, if it were me, I would tiptoe a little bit, you know, like, like I said, what GM's doing, give, give some incentives that are out there. But I mean, man, I, I, I'm not out there pumping up like people and like, come on in and do this. And here's, you know, <laughs> it's just, I, I think you look, 
I don't know. I think it looks bad at that point, you know, like right now the focus is on family and getting better and, and making sure our community is better and all that kind of stuff. And just trying to focus on all that stuff now. And then we can focus on, on, you know, more aggressively on the sales as we move, you know, past this. Right. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think being, yeah, I think being sympathetic to cut to consumers right now is a, is a huge, um, a huge plus, you know, I, I saw something on, on LinkedIn the other day of, uh, it was a flyer from a furniture company that, you know, was offering uh, employee pricing in store only. And it's, I mean, I don't know, I don't know the backstory of that. You know, I'm sure it, it went into print probably before this. Um, and it was, it may have been too late to pull. I don't know the, the details of it, but my God, what an insensitive flyer that was. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I actually got a text message for a private sales event for one of my local dealerships here. And I think, again, what happened was it probably went into play before everything. And then no one forgot to turn off the automated text message. It invited me to a three-day private sale here at the end of the month. And I'm like, wow. We, we, literally, we literally launched a truck month program with our own in-house incentive mailers. And literally like three days later, all this stuff was starting to hit the fan, right? So nobody was even opening them. Like, so that puts in perspective that like, that's not in the forefront of a lot of people's minds. So let's, let's shift our focus, still get our name out there in, in people's faces to it, like somehow, but not in an aggressive sales way. You know what I mean? No, I'm with that you on this. In fact, out. actually, I, I want to go a little farther on that, Jeff, because um, I'm, I'm with you on this is I think there, there there's an opportunity here, right? And uh, the opportunity may not be to sell cars. Uh, now, I still think we have to have a message that, you know, if you have to service your vehicle, here's how we can help. If you have to purchase a vehicle, here's how we can help. You know, if we, if you have to buy parts, here's how we can help. But like, I feel like that message still needs to be, to be there. But I think there's an overall, a bigger opportunity, kind of what you were saying before, as far as like, as a business, you know, with a community of thousands of people that, that have purchased from me, is like, what do I do with that community? How am I communicating that communicating to that community? How am I supporting that community? You know, right now I have a lot of dealerships, unfortunately, that are just going dark, just dark. Like they're not saying anything. They're not putting anything out. They're not talking. You know, it's like, I don't think that's the right way to do it. I mean, I think they're, I think you still need to be in front of the customer, but to your point, Jeff, like you were saying it with a, sympathetic or empathetic approach to it you know um I, i'd like to hear what your guys's kind of thoughts are on for i mean i understand you guys can't speak for your dealership but i'm thinking you know like jeff for yourself uh, you you have a personal brand right you you've you've sold many cars to many people over the years and that's kind of your community which you've done an amazing job of translating that physical community to an online social community all right what what are you communicating to your community right now? Well, so far, I've just kind of been trying to do some lighthearted stuff, you know, put some memes out there just to kind of mm -hmm. to talk to people about it. And and again, I haven't been focusing, as I just kind of mentioned, too much on the sales. Uh, I'm trying to find out what the, the company's been doing. Like, so I've been sharing things like, you know, the, the whole thing like Tyler said, and obviously it worked because he saw it about, well, I'm sure he saw it somewhere else as well, but, you know, about the ventilators, right? Um, trying, to, trying to shed GM in a good light. Um, you know, not even just our, 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 our approach every of course, but the, the, the business in general, you know, things I've been trying to follow too. There's something, um, I wanted to post, I got to find out when, if, and when it's coming to Canada, I don't know if you've seen this Tyler, but, 
Uh, General Motors U.S. has now announced four leases, for an example. Again, they're, 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 they're trying to help people but not sell. I don't know if you saw this either, Jason, that what they're going to do is they're going to defer your lease payments for another month. So if for some reason you can't come in, you're not comfortable coming in, you don't feel safe coming in, uh, 10 days, I think, after your end of lease comes up, if you haven't communicated with them, they're automatically going to extend your lease for another month. And so I think what I'm going to be trying to do going forward, at least for this next short, hopefully short window, is just trying to communicate the positives again, not not so much going up. And I don't really sell on my social media anyways, but not so much focusing on maybe even the product as much as the company as a whole. And what we're trying to do uh, again, as to, trying to help to try to be good for the community, to be good for, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then because our dealerships closed, it's a little bit hard to try and get too much going on with what we're doing because we're, you know, other than focusing on the service end of things and we have some other channels that are doing that. So, but I, I think to your point, this is an opportunity. There is an opportunity here to kind of focus on how we're perceived as a business. Right. And, and I don't know going completely black and having nothing out there is necessarily the best idea. Tyler, what's your thoughts on this? I think some of the, you know, some of the maybe going dark stuff could be fear-based or fear of backlash um, based thinking, because, you know, I mean, you can't please everybody as, as we know, I'm sure, um, you know, anything you put out there, there's going to be the negative comments. I mean, you know, any restaurant, you can find any restaurant with, you know, 10, one-star Yelp reviews where someone's complaining about something that shouldn't bother any normal human being, right? You know, you can even say, you know, posting something on Instagram about your company saying, hey, we're open to serve you um, if need be. Here's the precautions we've taken. Um, we can do everything online if need be. Um, and you're still going to have someone comment, I can't believe that you guys are, uh, are open. How dare you not hashtag flatten the curve type of stuff. And you know, I mean, you know, I, I, again, like Jeff said, I don't think that the going dark strategy is the best. Um, there's, there's tons of positives uh, to share uh, with all different brands, um, especially as we, you know, we said we're, we're on the GM side of things. There's tons of positives to share. Um, and, and there's tons of ways to still communicate with people um, um, about, you know, what's going on and, hey, you know, take care of yourselves, take care of your family. Um, I find that, you know, when we do email campaigns and stuff, I very, because I'm not really on the sales side anymore, um, you know, more of the management side of things. I find when I send an email that just says, you know, hey, happy Thanksgiving, I get the best feedback from it. Um, I well, don't you, ever send sales emails. You're actually a human, right? Yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and I think that's actually a really good point. And I, I, sorry to interrupt you there, but I just want to, I, I want to stop and kind of highlight that because I think that's super important is that in our communication efforts right now, we need to be humans. And this 100%. is a huge opportunity for us as individual brands, as dealership brands, and the OEMs, are, I think, are actually leading the way. Isn't that crazy? Normally, you know, we're really giving the OEMs a hard time for what their marketing messages are. And you sometimes you almost feel like a total lack of actual thought. Into... It's one of my favorite things to talk about. <laughs> right? It is. It is. But, but I actually have to give them a credit. Like, I mean, huge thumbs up. I mean, they're being very human in their in their marketing and their communication efforts right now percent like you know like like we've talked about with the gm stuff the that we care that we've got your back stuff there's not they've pulled all sales related um advertising i believe um from you know online and tv uh, which is a great strategy i mean like like i said with that furniture store ad you know whether that was <laughs> accidental or not it's just uh you know you can die coming across as insensitive right now 
um, and you As know, one social media post. I think, yeah. Like I think it was, I think it was Tim Hortons, if I'm not mistaken, said that they weren't going to pay employees who were self quarantining, and it blew up on you know Instagram and Twitter. And within 48 hours, they were like, oh, "We've decided to, as a corporate level, blah blah blah," you know, and and they changed it completely, changed their tone. Um, so I think GM, like I said, we'd speak to that, got it way ahead of the curve um, and didn't have any negative feedback, you know, relative to other businesses. Well, and, and right now, I think that's that's what the opportunity is, right? That's the opportunity for us as individuals, as brands. And then, of course, as our dealerships, like we should actually be taking a note out of how well our OEMs are executing. I'm sorry. It feels so weird to say that. <laughs> but, Feels like you're speaking taste, Latin, yeah, doesn't like it? Yeah, it tastes a little weird. Like, it just that was awkward. <laughs> um, <laughs> but they're doing a great job. And I, I think as dealerships, we need to look at that. Instead of sticking our heads in the sand and shutting everything down, is that we, we should be having some messages out there. And this is our opportunity to show them that we're not more than just a business, but we're humans too. Exactly. And Humanizing ourselves as salespeople, right? Like, I'm talking from the salesman aspect as well. That's the whole yeah. reason I did social media to begin with is... I'm a real person. I'm not just a slimy person who's just trying to get your money all the time. Like I'm not just focusing on just trying to get it however which way I can. I want to help people, right? And 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 again, I think that's what GM's doing is they want to help people. They they're not. I mean, obviously they're they're a company, they're a business. They need to make money, and, and like any of the automotive manufacturers. But again, putting that message out, just getting your name out there, sometimes is just as valid as showing what your deal the deal you have is, right? Like I mean, so I think that just them getting any company just getting their name out there. And doing it in a positive fashion is only going to help them going forward. I'm telling you, I, I firmly believe that people are going to, like I said this earlier, going to remember how every business or manufacturer handles this time, and they're going to remember that going forward. They're going to they're going to have either a good or a bad taste in their mouth. I mean, look at the Boston Bruins. How many Boston Bruins fans are probably up in arms right now? I don't know if either of you watch hockey. Did you hear about that? The, yeah, that was crazy. That's just one prime example of how somebody and like like Tyler said about Tim Hortons, like this could make or break some people, right? For sure. And I that's why this, I think there's some opportunity. Yeah. I think this whole thing, you know, we're seeing it um, not even on, on an automotive level, just on a business level, you're seeing what companies can fail very easily and which companies can pull through. I mean, you know, even down to an example of a, of a small family run restaurant, if you're not on Uber eats or <laughs> any number of those things, skip the dishes, whatever you're fucked. Yep. I mean, you have to completely you know, close Tyler, down. I mean, that's such a perfect example. I mean, I actually saw a couple of my local restaurants that never had takeout. All right, all of a sudden, make a quick shift, and you know what the cool thing is is that there's going to be new people introduced to their food, uh, and that they may have never been introduced before because there's only a limited amount of restaurants that are that are doing takeout takeout right now. So 100%, you know, yeah. when this goes back to normal, you know, people are going to be like, hey, where do we order pizza again? Remember Vito's? We were ordering it. Oh, yeah, 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 let's do that. And when in the past, they were just, they never did it, right? Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of businesses, not even just restaurants, that are completely closing down because they have no remote capability whatsoever. And it's like I don't. I honestly don't know if those companies are going to be able to come out of this. Um, you know, yeah. obviously there's some there's some that are are forced to shut down um, because they weren't on that laundry list of essential businesses. My sure. God, but um, but you know, if they've been forced to shut down, it's a different story. But if you're sort of shutting down yourself because you're going, well, we can't stay open if we're because we're only customer facing whatever yeah you're I, I don't know if they're gonna be able to pull through this 
I agree with that. Yeah. Hey guys, um, I know we're getting towards the end of our time here, but I, 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 I have another heck? question. I know we could probably do this all day long, right? Um, I have another question for you guys. Um, this whole this whole time we kind of talked about like what's it going to look like when things kind of come to a, an area of normalness. It's if, if it's in two weeks or two months, I don't know. I'm not going to pretend to say that I have some inkling of far as when we're going to get to some new version of normalness. I'm curious though. Uh, both you gentlemen will be heading back to the dealership at some point, all right? And I'm um, sure you'll be excited to kind of get back and kind of get out of the house and get to work. Um, what does the first week back look like for you guys? And Jeff, I'll start with you on this one. Interesting question. And part of the reason for that is uh, I've kind of changed roles literally a week before all of this happened. Oh, um, really? So well, do tell. I haven't really been announcing anything with it uh, to my customer base yet, but I'm actually kind of stepping off the sales floor and moving more towards doing uh, the digital side of things. So kind of being a team leader for the BDC department and helping those girls up there um, in terms of the you know, internet leads and, and um, handling those myself, you know, to, if it's a used vehicle going out and doing the videos. And so it's actually so weird that, you know, my dealer finally is recognizing that that's obviously a necessary thing to do is have somebody that can do, part of the ads, part of the, you know, the video aspect, communicating with customers. And we're in Sault Ste. Marie, so we're not getting 500 leads a day, right? So I can handle the leads that we have come in if they want to see a used vehicle. I'm going to do a 30-second, 50-second minute video tailored to that customer. So it's really interesting this has all happened because my new job is focusing on doing exactly what how I think the dealership should be progressing. So really, like, it's just kind of kind of sucked in the one sense that I, that I was just starting to, you know, get into that. And so I wanted to take off. And if I could have got ahead of the game a little bit, it would have been great. But uh, the fact of the matter is our dealership is now set up with somebody and I'm not tuning my own horn. I'm just saying they were smart enough from a, a dealership perspective to realize, we, hey, we need somebody to do this. And then all of a sudden this stuff came out, right? So I think we're going to be well prepared going forward. And we already have somebody in the dealership, uh, uh, Trevor Seabrook. He's actually the guy who got me to do all this video stuff in the first place who's been a mastermind behind a lot of this. And and um, I think I think as Pro Chevrolet, we're going to be really set up well going forward and you know me, me working also with the salespeople and helping them with videos and things like that as well so i think that uh that's what i'm looking at going forward anyway dude that is very very that's exciting good. good that's good for you man yeah. I, I'm, I'm i'm stoked for that and, and you and what's some good time right like you know to try to figure out you know kind of what those processes are take that time to kind of document and then get right into it dude that's awesome i'm so excited to hear that um tyler what, what about yourself I think it's it's going to depend a little bit, you know, I mean, we're going to go, um, go hard with the message of, uh, which, you know, almost the continuing message of, you know, we could still do this remotely. Um, I think it's a little bit, it's going to depend, you know, how the day to day goes is going to be, um, how the consumers are feeling, um, you know, and, and what's going on in the news. I mean, what, what is normal, what is done? How do we know this thing is, is over with? I mean, you know, everyone's freaking out nowadays because every day there's more cases in Ontario, but it's because there was more tests, right? So is it getting worse? We don't know. There's almost a lag um, with how this process is working. So, um, you know, I, I think that consumers are going to be, there's a certain percentage of consumers that are going to be hesitant uh, to come back in um, to do the, and that's, and those are the people that we need to focus on of, hey, look, we can do all, this entire thing remotely. Um, you want to walk around video with a car, you want to, we can do a, a test drive of us driving the car and show you some features of it, uh, you know, credit apps online and, and, and deliver it to your house type of thing. But 
I think it's going to be a little quiet. Um, and, and again, the, the like we've said, the people who have the capability um, and the knowledge to do the online, the remote stuff um, are going to excel and they're going to do really well in, in the months following this. And, you know, like I said, the guy with, uh, you know, 14,000 unread emails and no cell phone is going to have a very tough time making a living um, when we come out of this thing because, I mean, walking traffic is already at an all-time low. Um, and, and coming out of a, I mean, coming out of a pandemic, what's walking traffic going to be like? Probably shit, yeah. right? I mean, we, again, like I said, we've never dealt with this in our lifetime. Um, and the people who were sort of ahead of the curve on this already um, are going to exceed. No, I'm, I'm with you on that. I mean, I, I can see, you know, my first week back out of this is, is um, God, I think every single piece of creative that we have is going to change. I mean, we have focused so much of our marketing efforts on, you know, coming to the dealership, coming to the dealership, coming to the dealership. And that's probably not going to be the primary message. In fact, I'd be blown away if it is the primary message. I mean, I'm kind of looking at it anticipating that we're going to have to update 1,300 pieces of creative with more of a online call to action. You know, I would say only, uh, you know, only a small percentage of that creative has ever had that online call to action. Now, I think... 80 to 90%, if not more, will actually have, you know, that, that now online call to action. Hey guys, uh, thank you so much for taking the time uh, to jam with me today. This, this was a lot of fun for everybody out there that's listening or watching to this right now. And would love to connect with you gentlemen. Uh, what is the best way to do so? Tyler, I'll go ahead and start with you. So, you know, Jeff just shared some exciting news and, and the reason that you connected with me yesterday um, is that I'm actually, and this has been in development for a few months now, um, creating a web series. Um, you know, it's, it's with my comedy background, um, I think we could, especially now, I mean, it's funny, again, funny how the times work out, but um, I've all, I've for, for months now wanted to put, you know, a comedy spin on, on things in the automotive industry. And it's funny, the, one of the first videos I'm going to be releasing, I'm, I'm launching it in, in probably a week or so just putting the final touches on, on some of these videos might be a bi-weekly release on a video type of thing. Um, but the first, one of the first ones I'm going to put out, um, is about my thoughts on the future of the industry. And I basically talk about how I shouldn't have to leave my house to buy a car. And, you know, I wrote this, it's going to, it's going to seem very weird. Um, but I wrote this thing like four months ago. Um, so it's, you know, it's, it's one to, to three minute videos, uh, for now, um, you know, sort of monologue type stuff of, of my take on things in the industry. Um, it's called Heated Seats uh, is the name of the web series. Um, so you can reach out to me on, on Instagram, uh, heated underscore seats. Uh, again, I'll be launching in probably a week and on YouTube as well. Heated Seats with Tyler Champagne is the name of it. Um, but I'm, I'm super excited to get this thing, uh, get this thing going because, you know, we could all use a laugh as, as much as we could use a bottle of Purell right now. And uh, I'm excited <laughs> to get true. this thing off, off, off its feet. Tyler, I'm really looking forward to following along with that. And uh, that, that is exciting news. That really is really cool. Yeah, super stoked. Jeff, for yourself, what is the best way to connect with you, sir? If I can just say one thing first. First yes. of all, uh, if you haven't had a chance, you've got to watch Tyler's video on a 2.7 liter uh, four-cylinder Silverado, which is, I know, it's a super exciting <laughs> engine. He actually made that video super funny, super interesting, which leads me to think that I'm well, not least me think I'm super excited to see what he's going to come out with. So Tyler, I'm super excited about that uh, to see what you're going to do and go sure. figure. Look, if there's somebody here that's trying to do something different in the automotive industry, how crazy is that? Right. I mean, uh, again, kudos for you uh, for myself, uh, General Motors Jeff, you can pretty much find me just about anywhere. General Motors Jeff on Instagram, TikTok, which I'm kind of been slacking on. Uh, 
YouTube, General Motors Jeff as well. Um, and then on my uh, my Facebook, I'm actually Jeff at Pro or Jeff Hunter or Jeff at ProChev.com uh, um, or Jeff at ProChev on, on Facebook because it's kind of more localized so you can find me there. Hey guys, again, thank you so much uh, for spending the time. I do you, actually, real quick, do you guys plan on collaborating and doing anything together? We there has been some discussion I'm a little bit. Saying, yes, I'm just saying. Hundred percent. Right. I'm feeling there's there's a Jeff yeah. and Tyler piece like totally there's... here. So let's make sure that this podcast is not the only time you guys collaborate. Okay. Hundred <laughs> percent. I agree, Jason. Sounds, sounds good. <laughs> Again, thanks. Thank you guys. Thank you so much for your time. You guys have a wonderful day. Cheers. Thanks, Take thanks. care, man. Appreciate it. A lot Bye. of fun. Okay.